What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. In 2014, James Gunn, who was not very much a household name, delivered one of the most epic, crowd-pleasing movies that the world had ever seen, and the Marvel Universe was never the same after that. And three years later, he delivered his sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And that is the movie that we are discussing here today on the Marvel Movie Marathon. We're in 2017. Last week, we reviewed Logan, which was an excellent film. It is, I believe, if I recall correctly, it is our number two film on the list and we're also talking about a number two film today guardians of the galaxy volume two that's right great number two you mean a a dump of a film right a dump of a film okay well i mean we're definitely going to talk about it which one's better this is the second guardians movie dives deeper into the characters that we loved from the first film but diving into it this week and every week on the marvel movie marathon and multiverse monologues is First and foremost, Mr. Ethan Westloff. Ethan, how are you doing? Doing great. Happy to be here. And it's always fun to visit James Gunn's characters because with all those characters comes a character that we started this journey with, Howard the Duck. (laughs) I'm going to take the advice from Howard the Duck in this movie. You know, you're out of luck until you've gone duck. So (laughs) that's what I'll leave with you guys as we start this podcast. Dr. Quack right over here. Yes. Wow. I mean, what a beautiful scene. It really took me back to that, to that podcast of almost two years ago. Now, like I'm over a year and a half for sure. That's been this Marvel movie marathon. It's great to have Howard the Duck back. It's also great each and every week when Mr. Micah Hett joins us on the podcast. Micah, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, there are, are those who dance. And there are those who do not. And thankfully, this movie dances. Ooh. Are you a dancer, Micah? It makes me dance. You know, it makes me makes me dance a little bit in my seat with all these mixtapes. Man, I I listen to this mixtape so much. This one, the first one, I know I mean the third one just came out. I wish I got the mixtape for that. So sick. Love it. We're going to talk about the mixtape, especially in this specific one, because this is the one that I remember too. Like just loving the most. Oh yeah, the the most. I played it. It was. I had a. Well, it probably helped that I had a phone in 2017 mm. versus 2014. So I was able to in like enjoy it more and have it on my playlist more. But I think this is the first time where the music literally is a part of the story. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the first, but not to the <laughs> to the effect of Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume 2, I don't think. But we're going to get into that. But before we do, again, I said it I said it last week, but I've actually got two plugs here. Two plugs. Ooh. First is YouTube. I'm going to remind you guys, we are at 494. So we're close. at 494 right now. We are and so close recording. to 500 subscribers. So if you could check out YouTube, go subscribe. It would be epic if you did that. But also, Mr. Micah has been pretty busy as of late and i don't mean with his actual job i mean with his more important job multiverse monologues which is now officially certified oh, on linkedin oh, all right it's cer- certified that. on linkedin so if you're a part of linkedin if you're looking for jobs or whatever you're going to you're you're not going to get it on this podcast mm. You won't but make it. We have your, an elite. <laughs> your resume's not there. An Sorry. elite employment rate. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> but you can check us out. 
on LinkedIn. Follow us on LinkedIn. That is now one of our social medias as well. We're looking to really boost our numbers on LinkedIn. I think if you if you go on the LinkedIn, you can answer a poll Micah put up about the Aquaman 2 trailer. Oh, that's oh, right. Man, what a great trailer. Is it cringe or is it king? Go vote now on LinkedIn. Gentlemen, let's open our sling rings and head over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm in pain. Ah, oh, my nipples. Ah, <laughs> oh, my nipples. Showtime, a-holes. It'll be here any minute. Which will be its loss. I thought your thing was a sword. We've been hired to stop an interdimensional beast from feeding on those batteries, and I'm gonna stop it with a sword. It's just swords were your thing, and guns were mine. But I guess we're both doing guns now. I just didn't know that. Drax, why aren't you wearing one of Rocket's arrow rigs? It hurts. Hurts. I have sensitive nipples. <laughs> My nipples hurt. Oh, goodness me. The Guardians of the Galaxy are on a mission for the Sovereign, a race of genetically perfect beings. The Guardians must protect a powerful battery from an interdimensional monster, the Abelisk, in exchange for Gamora's estranged sister, Nebula. Rocket Raccoon, a member of the Guardians, steals the batteries for himself, enraging the Sovereign. The Guardians are then attacked by the Sovereign fleet and crash land on a nearby planet. They are rescued by a mysterious tiny figure, Ego, Ooh. who claims to be Peter Quill's father. Interesting. Ego then takes the Guardians to his home planet, where he reveals that he is a celestial, a powerful cosmic being. Ego explains that he wants to use the battery to expand his consciousness across the universe, but this will destroy all other life. The Guardians must stop Ego from carrying out his plan and save the galaxy. Guard the galaxy. And guard the galaxy. That is your plot summary you, for Bart. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Yes. Thank you, Bard. In this age where the writers are on strike, mainly due to the uses of AI, we here at Multiverse Monologues strongly support AI. I'm just kidding. I'm Go just AI. Kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's Guardians of the Galaxy, guys. 2017, they secured the May release spot, which has in the past been coveted by films like The Avengers, Captain America, The Avengers Age of Ultron. This is a big slot. Marvel's May slot is like their big movie for each Iron Man 3. and every year. Like that Four. movie has made, each movie has made close to, if not always, of over a billion dollars. So it shows confidence after just one film that Marvel says, here, James Gunn, we're going to give you this release spot. We're going to let you do mainly pretty much everything you want to do with these characters that are you made so beloved in that first film. But does it live up to the hype? Does it live up to the greatness that is that first film? Micah, if you could look where that first film ranks on our personal list, because that's the one that matters so far, does this movie hold up? I know it was personally loved by so many, but what I remember from the critics, just off the top of my head, was that it it failed to capture as much glory as that first one did. But mm. where did we put the first we one? We put it on seventh place. Mm. Just above Iron Man, just below Spider-Man 2. So it's in our top our ten. Average. Yeah. Yeah. And uh internet's pretty close too. Um, I mean they put it at seventh place with all the movies tied together. So oh, wow. we are lined up for exactly the same spot. We agree with the internet as of right now, as of it's our very list. rare that we do that. Oh it's yeah. strange too. Uh, true. uh strange. Iron Man <laughs> is above it on the internet and Spider-Man 2 is just below it 
for the uh, oh, internet wow. scores. Mm. Wow. Cool. It's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out once we finish. Oh, yeah. But we're not here to talk about the list until the very end when we rank this, obviously, of course. Peak. We're here to talk about what we think of this film and our relationship first and foremost with Volume 2. So I'm going to throw this to Ethan first. What's oh, your relationship oh, oh. with Guardians 2? So this is one of the films that I have not watched as many times as I would like to say I've watched it because I really do think this is only my third time watching it, which is a small amount for these Marvel films, especially a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But my relationship with this one is I remember liking it when I saw it the first time, and I remember the music was a standout, and over the years, as the songs have just reappeared on all of our playlists countless times, the music is just so iconic now, and James Gunn was actually, I was watching one of the special features, and he was talking about how, with the Guardians movies, he has a unique position to where he gets to create a museum around music he loves. So I kind of like viewing these movies as museums for music that James Gunn loves, and I think that's really cool, but uh, famously, I think this is my, my, was my least favorite Guardians movie going into the third one. And I, I still, I love the first one, love this one, love the third one. But this rewatch, I was really like surprised by a lot of the emotions hmm. that I was feeling specifically with every single character in the movie. <laughs> every oh, yeah. single character has range and like an arc in some way like you got nebula gamora here you got michael rooker's yonder you got rocket you got peter quill you got ego with the super subtle name ego uh just there's so like i think the main thing that pulled me out of this first time i saw it was i didn't connect with the comedy as much as i did in the first Ooh, one and really? i still i still kind of am there taser face doesn't i don't like that it doesn't they do push it it doesn't hard. work the taser face stuff uh, Drax is a little stupid at points, but I think it wraps around in the end. But anyway, however the comedy makes me feel, I think the character writing is so good that I'm happy to say I, I really like mm. this movie, this rewatch. Ooh. Yeah, this is a great movie. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Did, so did you see this movie in theaters see, when it came out? I have no idea. I really? The trailer, I remember the trailer, seeing the trailer, and being excited for the movie. But I don't remember if I went to the theater to see this or not. I'm honestly oh. not sure. But I, I remember that scene of Rocket telling Groot, all right, this is how you do the bomb, right? That's how the trailer ends. Yeah. And Groot runs off from the tunnel. I am Groot, you know? So I remember that, but I don't know if I saw this in theaters. Interesting. Yeah, the, okay. So kind of a haze around this one. But you're hot. Yeah. You're hot, hot on this one oh, this time. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. This is a good movie. All right. Micah? The year was 2018. Uh, I am in the Whoa. theater for Avengers Infinity War. And uh, all of a sudden, Rubber Band Man starts playing. In pop, the Guardians. I'm like, oh, they brought these dudes back? We haven't seen them since, like, what, 2014, 2015? It's like, oh, okay. They're pretty cool. <laughs> Finish the movie. There was a second one? What? <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't know that there was a second movie when I watched Infinity War. So, I went back, I watched it, and I was like, this movie rules. <laughs> this is awesome. Flash forward maybe a week or two later. Uh, maybe it was even that same weekend. I don't even remember. I watched Infinity War with my dad. Um, and he's like, who are these dudes? <laughs> I've never seen them before in my life. <laughs> so we watched Guardians 1 and 2 right then and there. Uh, well, I mean, after Infinity War. So I okay. watched Guardians 2. Or first I watched Guardians 1 uh, way back when it came out. Then I watched Guardians 2 after Infinity War. Then I watched 1 and 2 
after my second watch of Infinity War. So I was pretty hot on the Guardians. My dad loves the Guardians. I, I, if you guys have watched the Guardians 1 podcast, you'll know that my dad, he loves Drax. He loves <laughs> Star-Lord. He loves um, Mantis and Drax's relationship in Guardians 2. Yeah, I just love yeah. how every character has a different mm. quip with each character, whether you realize it or not. They're all there. Like Even, even I was just reading, I didn't realize this, Groot, doesn't dance in front of Drax because Drax finds not dancing to be cool. I mean, he was just talking about his wife and yeah, how beautiful yeah. she was More than for cool, not actually. dancing. So that's like him trying to impress Drax in a way. So there's just like all cool. these little yeah. things. And then they tie it together at the end. Like, oh, the thing you're missing is right next to you. The whole time. The whole time. Chills. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. And it's just the little tiny character moments that all add up to a, yeah. an amazing yeah. movie. Uh, just all throughout. Every single little bit. It has so much care and love and just passion. This is a passion project of James yes. Gunn. And yeah. we can tell every single Guardians movie was... I mean, the first one was made so we can introduce these characters. And Guardians 2 is to just go wild with them. To show, to go places we haven't really been with a group of characters that we've only known for one movie. And uh, he executes it very well. Yes. I'm like a, a second movie in a, in a DC universe where it introduces, uh, you know, kind of delves into a, a big group of characters, but that's not, it, it, this isn't a Justice League episode, Ooh, so. Yikes. And thank <laughs> goodness it's not, because if we had to talk about that movie for an hour or whatever. Oh, we can dog it. Hopefully we do one day. Myself. One oh, well, day. yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not going to be a pretty day, that's for sure. Well, yeah, this may be my sixth time watching Guardians 2. Mm. I love this movie. So you're hot on this. Like I'm hot Ethan's. on this movie. Okay. I like that you bring up that you watch this. You have a close personal relationship with this movie with your dad. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's one of the best parts about this movie is the theme of... Parents, but specifically your father. Mm -hmm. Like, without a doubt, Guardians 2, one of the main themes is your relationship with your dad, also what's around you the whole mm. time, but you don't really realize it. I, Family. I have said many times on this podcast that Guardians 2 is my favorite, and I am happy to say that with this rewatch, it is confirmed <laughs> tenfold. Congrats, Ben. Did you say ten? Did you say tenfold? Tenfold. I'm just ben talking ten? about me personally. Like, I'm I'm hot on this, just like you guys are. I, this movie is fantastic, and I think you're going to be surprised where I put this one in 7. the ranking. <laughs> like, dude, no, I'm not. Ten. I'm not IMDb man. When I I looked at the IMDb score, and I'm like, what? Oh, isn't it like a seven? That point? seems low. It's a seven point six. Okay, it's not not it's, awful. Maybe it's that not tips awful, my but cap. Not what I would have rated. Not what it. I would have right. rated it for sure. But we'll get the chance to Dude. do that today. Yeah, you we'll say, talk about. So you say the humor doesn't work for you as much. Yeah, in my opinion, the humor in this movie, out of any MCU movie, works the best. Mm. Yes, in my opinion, I agree. I, I think this movie masters the Marvel humor. Mm. More, more so than even the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie because it is so stupid. So much of the humor is 
stupid. Well, my <laughs> dude, I wouldn't call it Marvel humor though, like because there's a there's a tone to Marvel humor, J- right? James where, Gunn is very very different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Generic Marvel, Marvel humor yeah. is any Marvel character could have said that. Like you can picture, oh, anyone could have said that. But yeah. this is very character driven comedy. I feel good point. You can't have ever. I'm, I mean, movies after this would copy what Drax did. You you see Thor and Ragnarok say things that Drax totally would have said that. And it all started in Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. He pioneered. I said it in the first one. I'll say it again. James Gunn pioneered the comedy of Marvel movies going forward. But and they, this just reinstates that he did it first. The problem is that they try and replicate this. And it doesn't always work. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. No. Like, you, <laughs> you're not going to get as funny as Annulax batteries. Harbulary batteries. That's it's cold nothing <laughs> like what I just said. Like, who thinks of that as a joke? That's not, I wouldn't even have thought of that as a joke. And it's just stupid. And they bring it back for an even better moment yeah. for that joke. Yeah. I watched the first half of this with Rebecca, and, uh, who is now a faithful watcher. To the show, so we have oh, to watch your tones, guys. Watch your tones. I will. Uh, and she was absolutely dying whenever Dave Batista does that guttural. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you, you must be so embarrassed. Yes, <laughs> That's, that is the peak of this movie. He is so. He is so good in this movie. Like when they're when they're flying on the ship, he's like probably because Rocket stole their batteries. What dude? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Rocket didn't steal their batteries. What a mystery this is. <laughs> like just quickly, like but the way he can deliver those lines, punch after punch in the first twenty minutes of no this movie, no one could really do it like mm-hmm. he could. I don't think. I, I really don't think the the humor really really works. Even to this day, I'm, I find myself laughing right. at and myself. For me, I just want to defend what I said earlier. It's not that the humor doesn't work. It's just that some of the jokes, I think, go further than they needed to go to where they were funny, and then they take that extra step where I'm like, okay, you didn't need to do that. I it think was laser face it. is the biggest. you want to Ta- go on that? Taser face. Taser well, face, sorry. Yeah, I didn't. Th- I don't know. Ta- what, what, what's there to go on? And they just use it over and over, and yeah. it's like, okay, okay. Then they bring it back. In. I think the last time is the best time it works. But with the sovereign, yeah, with the sovereign, yeah. just because, oh yeah, paid off, awesome. But that's about it. Um, another cool thing about the Taser Face guy, according to the IMDb trivia page, he comes from a planet where Stark technology landed on, and they yes. praise Starks. They're called Starkies or something. Cool. <laughs> something. It's really We're, stupid. Aren't we all Starkies though? <laughs> We're all Starkies let's, at heart. Let's be real. I, Especially I, Ben's mom. So yeah, I she loves Tony Stark, man. This this Marvel movie marathon, she's super hot on no, wait, to- that was, Tony Stark. That was Chris Sullivan from This Is Us. Toby Damon, dude from Monsters Inc. Sullivan, <laughs> Sully. Well, he, he was also in Stranger Things for two episodes. If you guys uh, remember oh, Benny Heyman, dude, the Burger guy. Yeah, well, yeah, I do remember the Benny Heyman. R.I.P. Benny. Yes, yeah, rip, rip that guy. Yeah. Stu- freaking cool guy in This Is Us. He was a big character. 106 episodes of that show. Dang. <laughs> one of the, wow, my mom loves that show. <laughs> so one of the things that I, I like that you brought up, Ethan, is the character writing for this movie is some of the best that we've seen I, yeah, on this marathon, yeah. mm. without a doubt. What's the Russo brothers do for the greater MCU and specifically Iron Man and Captain America, James Gunn does for each and every one of those. And... We're going to talk about it more in the Avengers films, but 
almost to he does it so well that when they are handled by other writers, a writers you great notice too. Yeah, you notice, mm-hmm. and they're great writers. Stephen Marcus and Christopher McPhee, like they're great writers, but they're not James you, Gunn. And right, Jay, these right. are James these Gunn's kids. Like, dude, yeah, you you don't get better than this. Almost every character, and I <laughs> specifically every character. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I love so, that because I, I specifically remember. All right, the Yandu stuff is great. The Peter Quill stuff and Ego mm. stuff. I remember that being great. But man, there's a Drac arcs in here. There's a Mantis arc, a Nebula and Nebula Gamora. almost gets one. I think she's I, more saving for Guardians Three. I like think it's they there. Do, they do work though. Oh, they absolutely. And especially with, Gamora. in in hindsight, coming back to this movie mm. and seeing that whole team fight, the team we love, the team that's in Guardians Three, they get to fight with Yandu in the final act of this movie. Mm. Like I'm like that is a oh. that is a team that's squad right there. That's like. Yep. Who cares about the Avengers? The, they are the frickin' <laughs> guardians of the galaxy. Oh, Except that, I didn't say frickin'. Oh, yeah, man. come on. So, okay, I was thinking about this after they said the line. Would it have been better the if F-bomb they just right said there. the yeah. F-bomb? It's, yeah. I think that would have been could've a better been, F-bomb been. than the one that they used in 3. Mm-hmm. Like, that to be the only F-bomb really in the cool. MCU? Yeah. Said by Groot? I don't think they were able to do it yet, though. They weren't. They didn't build up the, the chutzpah. Yeah. Right, really, but it still uh, would have been pretty it. freaking sick. Yandu, all-time high of a character in this movie. From the start, you have this super, like, deep storyline. They they give him a way deeper storyline than the first one with Sylvester Stallone. I, I forgot know he was in this movie. Yeah, I remember he was in Guardians 3, and I didn't remember him being in There's Guardians 2. There's a whole 2. team of Ravengers that are celebrities in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've man. got a, a wizard on the squad. We've got a... What, Michelle Yeoh? Michelle Yeoh, And yeah. uh, Luther Stickle, friggin' the, the actor's name. Green Mile. Yeah, yeah. no, oh, not, not Green no, no. Mile. That's uh, Michael Clark Duncan. That guy died. Oh, no, you're this right. Is, it is, it is you from would, Mission you, Impossible. Yeah. I think our audience would better know him from Daredevil anyway. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if, if you've been keeping up with the Marvel movie marathon, that is true. I should have said Daredevil. That's true. But that scene between Yandu and Stakar, Sylvester Stallone, like he gives. Oh, for man. the scene that he's in, when he's yelling at Yandu. What a dense scene, oh man. Oh, my gosh. Like they drop all this. I, I told you, last, or was it Doctor Strange, how much lore dumping I love? Yeah. They're dropping all these things on you, and you just. Like, Wow, yeah, there's all this history you, with them. You'll never get a grand gesture funeral, you know. Yeah, your, never your lights you. will never shine on you and Yeah. Like that that's cool stuff. Because we can we can get the idea of what it is. And our ideas of it make it it's the same thing with horror movies. The unknown is a better is a scarier thing and our own creativity is a more imaginative thing than what the writers could have come up with. And then they can expand upon it later. Right, right. And they really I mean, we do. see it with Star Wars, the original trilogy. And I want to say mention of the Clone Wars, man, and the first. <laughs> speaking of that, the funeral, the beautiful funeral. Oh, we so just good. talked about Doctor Strange being the best, most beautiful Marvel movie, and quickly. Oh yeah, I don't think I'm breaking any grounds Ta- here. Taking over right here, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy has takes a nomination. The cake. Nomination for best visual effects at the time. There were a couple. What was it? Uh, so this was considered one of the greatest uh, visual effects of like to date in this movie was the core of uh, ego. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that whole place is CGI. Yeah, it was sitting at around a couple trillion polygons, right? 
What's a polygon? So a one trillion polygon. So when you're making a 3D model, you have to use triangles to create the edges of a thing. So like mm-hmm. everything's made out of, or I guess polygons. So you see the, the triangle makes up a polygon with yeah. six of them. And then from there, you make 3D models of things. So one Got trillion it. polygons Holy were used to create <laughs> the inside of Ego's planet. Eagle, I mean, it was considered the biggest visual effect ever made, and it wow. got them nominated for. Let me see what they were up against. You guys it's keep talking. Price up against something that really sucked, and probably <laughs> also won. Yeah, they, the, the the shot of there's a shot of Gamora somewhere on Ego's planet, and the the backdrop of space. There's a planet and a nebula in the background. Yes, yeah. and it's all like the neon colors. Like, dude, it was beautiful. Dude, we didn't what, even talk about the intro. With freaking uh, I, I, Kurt Russell, I was like Rebecca. What seems off about him to you? <laughs> what do you notice about the dude? Does he like seem anything? Like look real close. She's like, I don't know. Looks like a dude. He's young. This is the cleanest <laughs> deep fake yeah, I have one. seen it's a good ever. Young deep really fake. Good. Even looking back, like there is nothing that comes close. When it also helps that was... Kurt Russell. He looks. A lot like his younger. I mean, Ooh. in that deep fake, he looks like he's upper thirties. This was up against Blade Runner twenty forty nine, oh, Kong okay. Skull Island, Last you know Jedi, what? and War for the Planet of the Apes. What one? Blade Runner. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, I okay. Yeah. This movie's beautiful. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, though. I'm not mad that that one. Also, won. Doctor Strange lost against the Jungle Book. <laughs> oh, which that's man. a pretty impressive movie. It is, but. Okay. Well, you know yeah. what, Doctor Strange. Okay, you know, Doctor Strange was last week. Like I have so ago. many issues with the Academy dealing out awards. Oh, so wait till I'm, we get to Black I'm Panther. Not, I'm not even. <laughs> I love that, that you bring that up though, because specifically when you tell people that you are a fan of superhero movies, you instantly get a certain amount of judgment. Yep. That no, no, like. I can say I love movies, but if I say I love superhero movies, then it's like, oh, Ethan, he doesn't actually the like most movies. oppressed people, gamers <laughs> than superhero movie lovers. Well, it's, like, I know it's popular, <clears throat> but in the in the world of people who study cinema, you're not going to find them with superhero movies. I'm just saying you, you can now watch a movie like this, specifically the last hour of this movie, and say that this is not yeah exceptional work right here there are i would say that film people like film buffs aren't looking for this kind of story in a movie yeah good good fun entertaining yeah right visually impressive half of it is more for the common audience there's nothing critically thought about like you're not going into this movie expecting a super deep critical life-changing movie and which which, this movie has it gets close i've listened to a Uh, lot of podcasts where or specifically one, I don't remember when I heard this story, but it was a guy talking about how he was never able to forgive his dad mm. for the way he raised him. And us three up here are, are blessed to have amazing fathers. Shout out to our dads. Love but, you, uh, dad. Love you, dad. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> but uh, this guy was talking about how this movie was the movie that uh, opened him up to being able to forgive his father. Mm. And I think that is just super cool. That, that a movie can do that? That a movie can do that. Yeah, mm. specifically this one. A superhero movie about the, this wacky space, space team. I was I was thinking about it when Yandu, uh, Rocket, and Groot were escaping the 
uh, scavengers, you know, when all the bodies are falling. I was looking at that sh- that shot of them walking. I'm like, what a wacky group of people to have me emotionally invested in. Oh. It's it's just so impressive. Oh, yeah. You talk about Rocket and Yondu. They have a great relationship in this movie. I know who you are, boy, because you're me. That whole <laughs> sequence, are you kidding me? Out of nowhere, too. Like, going into that scene, they just get out of hyperspace from, like, their 700 uh, dimensional warp or whatever, and they're like, their faces were all jumbled out, and they jump out of it, Groot throws up, Rocket's on the floor, he's yelling, uh, you know, Yandu's yelling, and then all of a sudden he gets all deep on him. He's like, you know, I was you, boy? And where did that come from? I I think there could have been something before then. If I had one critique about that scene, like where did that come from? <laughs> like that that escalated very quickly. <laughs> no, 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 they build to it perfectly. Because I think opinion. rockets. I guess the, rockets if they had actions. something more in the in the prison, that would have been cool. They did have a moment in the prison. No, no, something a, more in the prison. Oh, okay. Yeah. In well, addition, I think that's where their relationship starts, though. Yeah. Like I was a Creed battle slave for twenty years. Like he starts to divulge his past we get a new side to yandu that we've never seen before they humanize this awesome character from the first Mm. film and you get one of the most emotional at this point in the marvel universe probably the most emotional death that we've gotten in the mcu in the mcu i mean let me clarify that real quick we just got done watching logan Logan. yeah (laughs) but i like i said there in that podcast this is where we start to say goodbye to some of the most fan favorite characters, mm. and Yandu absolutely earns his place as one of the best. Well, in can you, throw up, can you throw up comic Yandu on the screen? Comic just, Yandu, yeah, just yeah. when you look at it, just because they, they get his look down. What it's do you think? Type Finn. What do you think was more of a uh, more emotional death? Was it Doctor Strange's? Uh, uh, old one, ancient one, ancient one. <laughs> the old one, the old one. You know, I can't what I'm remember her name. Oh, it's this. Nice this is mohawk. It. Yeah, come on. So uh, we're looking at the or image on Yandu? the screen here, and they have the original team up at the end in a post-credit scene with the OG Guardians of the Galaxy, Stakars leading them, and everything like that. I would have loved as he was talking about we weren't so different from you and your friends. A shot. Because they had them all in the movie of them younger, and we got that Yandu with the blade, the arrow. I mean, come on, that would have been sick. I think uh, he did the same thing for Yandu in the comics as um, Chris Pratt did for Star Lord. Star Lord. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. And I, they they changed the look of what Yandu and Star Lord look like. I'll say this: Ancient One's death doesn't even come close to Yandu's set to Yusef father and son that song that was pretty sick is legitimately one of the best and songs if you ever. consider that that scene where Quill is listening to the music I uh Chris Pratt talks about how acting in that scene is so hard because he's sitting there with nothing on his lap you know he's a little yeah. Groot but he's like he's got a cry with him and it's so so cool the the way that they kind of use Groot as a as a son figure in this movie really like that and uh, we could kind of talk about the music but something I thought was really cool watching a special feature is all the scores for this movie were completed before they shot the movie so specifically in the Yandu death scene James Gunn said Michael Rooker and Chris Pratt 
had the score playing in their ear as they were are you uh, kidding me? as they were acting that scene so they got their performances were elevated by the score and he said that they did that for a lot of the scenes in this movie <laughs> and i'm like i've never heard that before the, the music s- is so the score being completed before yeah you know what they did that they did that for a major production recently the kenobi show oh they actually had uh they had <laughs> uh, out for him. duel yeah. of the fates playing during the uh Kenobi Vader fight. Oh no way! Where was that in the actual show? I don't know. Hmm. But let, let's not get down there. Right. I did like uh, how <laughs> James Gunn saw Chris Pratt's reaction to Yandu's death, and just copy pasted it, but elevated it to ten for Volume Three with Rocket, Rocket's death. Yeah. With yeah. that, no, no, uh, that yell thing. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that moment it really, hits. It, it pierces you, man. That is a good no, no, scream. No. Yes, for it is. I think just agonizing. Yeah. Even though I didn't do most of it right. He might have been your father, son, but he wasn't your daddy. Like, dude, come. <laughs> I'm sorry. That I, This movie, I'm telling you, man, this is something special. Good I like yeah. the first Guardians, but man, do they. This is Spider-Man 2 for Spider-Man 1. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. Like, it takes what you love and makes it so much better. It deepens every single character. I know people have a lot of issues with Ego. Is he the best Marvel villain? Absolutely not. But how he relates, at least he relates and has impact on the main characters. Definitely better than Ronan. Oh my yeah, gosh, easily. way better than Ronan. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, also fantastic in this movie. Like He is really, really good. Do you guys remember the first thing you saw Kurt Russell in? Growing up, we had these uh, VHS Disney movies, the the strongest man in the world. Now you see me. Now you don't uh, computer war tennis shoes. These are real iconic Disney classics that I remember seeing him in. But I don't know. Is is, is he etched in your childhood like he is in mine? I feel like I seen him in a Western somewhere, but not particularly. No, Kurt Russell was never really my Micah. Anything with uh, Kurt Russell in it? I'm I sure. Other something. than Sky High, of course. I didn't watch The Fox and the Hound. Did you guys watch The Fox and the Hound? Yeah, I, dude, I love Fox and the he Hound. He played Cooper. Are you serious? Yeah. When he was uh, an old guy, he played Cooper. Uh, Fox besides, and the Hound is peak. I've got nothing else on this list. I didn't watch <laughs> Fox and the Hound. I guess my first movie, uh, I did watch a little bit of Fox and the Hound when I was little. What? His it, first movie? Just, just his old... Uh, Disney stuff. When you're the best. Gilligan's Island for one episode. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's my stuff. my first experience watching Kurt Russell in like a real thing was um when I watched the Quentin Tarantino movie Hateful Eight as mm. John Ruth. Mm. That was a good movie. He plays like the Okay. I don't know if I should say. <laughs> no, don't. There, there's a it's a twisty movie. Where really does where does Eagle rank? among the villains it's a really good twist like if you didn't i remember it it i didn't see it coming because you think oh like he's here and you know peter didn't trust him at first but then like we see oh he's good now like he's got he can make balls with his hands and he can (laughs) oh this is cool i think it works either way because like even quills like this guy this is not my dad. I, I'm not going to buy into this, now. but like yeah. the movie makes it work because yeah. that, that scene when he does make the ball and they're playing catch 
you you feel the emotions of that. You're like, yeah, I'm buying into this, even though you know he's probably going to be a horrible guy. You feel what it's doing to Quill, and you feel the work that they're doing there. This reminds me of uh, another movie we just recently watched uh, called Treasure Planet, Ooh. with a oh, kind of father son yeah. relationship that we have <laughs> with uh, I don't remember the main character's name, but with Silver Jim. Jim? Jim Hawkins. Jim Hawkins. Treasure and Island. Uh, and uh, he... Jimbo. They have this this relationship where they do the same things, but he has a completely different motive from what our main character has. Uh, and it's not evident throughout the whole story. In Guardians 2, we don't see that, but you can totally like make that, oh yeah, he has these ulterior motives the whole time. And there is a little bit of pain in him when he has to kill him. When he has mm. to take Star Lord's energy. Well, there's that great moment before they start playing catch. And Ethan, if you can play the clip here. This form will wither and perish. So why didn't you come back? Why did you send Yondu, a criminal of all people, to come and to fetch you? I loved your mother, Peter. I couldn't stand to set foot on an earth where she wasn't living. You can't imagine what that's like. I know like. exactly what that feels like. I had to watch her die. I dude, are you there are so many moments like that in this movie. I don't know, man. I, I I'm already thinking about putting this higher on my already high score. Ooh, for this. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It, this did something to me. It made me feel good things. It made me feel dude. I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm singing this movie's no, praises, like, man. The past two weeks have been really hard for my uh self-evaluation of my scores mm. on our, our ranking, because like I don't know. You know I, what? I I, th I think I think the movie said it well when it said <laughs> it, it's not fast food; it's fan food, right? The Dairy Queen sign was right. Mm -hmm. This hmm. is more fan food than fast food. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but see, there's a lot to this movie and what it's trying to say here. Because yeah, you can have movies that are about the human condition and your place in the universe, mm -hmm. and they're deep, methodical. Your Blade Runner 2049s, for example, what it means to be a human. But then there's a movie that everyone can relate to about the relationship between a father and a son. Everyone can relate or not relate. Everyone's got a dad. In some way, yeah. In some way. And this movie tackles that theme to perfection. You have a dad, or if you don't, you also have a father figure. Someone played that role in your life. And whether you realize it or not, they're always there. Or and you can relate to this if you didn't have a father figure. I just... I, it's like I, a universal time when these movies come out i always tend to think about scorsese and when he's like I, it's just not cinema they're, they're just they're fan service they're, they're theme amusement park, park rides, rides. Yeah. Like, yeah how can you say that and then watch this movie scorsese so he has not love. watched this movie like, he said he's watched them all he's watched them all you from howard the duck to, <laughs> to guardians to did he break them like us, oh, we got to see the Scorsese Mar Marvel yeah, the movie Scorsese marathon. Scorsese have a Marvel <laughs> ranking. Maybe ask Google Bard. Maybe Google knows if you can't find it. But I don't know. I I just get frustrated. And and the musical, the the score for this by Tyler Bates, he does a fantastic job. But right. the, the soundtrack I, is where you're there for. It does hurt where you look at the trilogy of the Guardians movies. And I love the third one, too. Like, I think they're all great in their own way. October but 2019 is when he said it. So we gotta when, pay attention. When you look at all the movies, like, how 
would this trilogy stand if I like I love their involvement in Infinity War and Endgame, but what if they weren't in those movies? And if we got like the most clean cut trilogy with in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the Guardians. Like you, you know, Gamora and Quill would right. end differently than they do. Because how would that play out? Yeah. if she hadn't have died. Spoiler alert. Mm. I. It's a and good question. Like James Gunn did exactly what he needed to do with the third one because he took what the the Russos did with his characters and he course corrected it. Not that we're not going to talk about Infinity War right. Game yet, but this there, movie does make me a little more at peace because one of my main criticisms with Guardians 3 is that Quill and Gamora don't have a happy ending. They just kind of part ways. And I look at scenes with the dancing sequence set to Sam Cooke's music and I'm like, oh man, wouldn't this be nice if they got together? And Mm. she even says it at the end here, that unspoken thing between the two of us. And it's like, oh, but it kind of is set up like in mm-hmm. this movie. I mean, even Drax says, you know, Gamora is not the woman for you, Quill. You need to find someone pathetic. <laughs> and I think there's like one you. more moment in this movie where I was like, ooh, okay, there's another little there's another little thing right here. Drax saying metaphors is weird. Dude, you know what's it's very proven in Guardians Three, <laughs> he cannot say just like something deep at all. Well, I think for a character who gets a lot of criticism by just being comedic relief, there's that scene with uh, Mantis yes. on the steps. Mantis is really good, oh, too. Yeah, that's a yeah. good scene. And she, like, she feels what he feels after he talks about his pain. family. Yeah. He doesn't cry. You can see he the pain, He sits there though. and just feels it and mm-hmm. doesn't show any emotion, but she right. feels it you for see, us. Yeah, you really see how stone cold he is when she takes all that emotion from and she just starts shedding tears and he's sitting there like like there's a lot going on in that mm-hmm. man's mm-hmm. that's brain. And then you have Gamora and Nebula going back as the sisters they never had for that element makes Endgame even more personal. Yeah. And I so I was looking through with mom and the poster of Infinity War on Disney Plus has Thanos in the center, Iron Man on the left, and Gamora on the right. Mm. And I'm like, wow, of all the characters that are in the endgame, Gamora is the one of the three who gets the, the title card. She's one of the best parts of Infinity War and often gets overlooked. But my mom made that observation and it pointed out to me. I was like, huh, interesting. Gamora is one of the best parts. The daughter of Thanos. I don't think we truly cap captured that when we saw this for the first time. Right. That's what really makes these rewatches so worth it because uh, you see the work that they do in the third guardians or in infinity war. And you really get to appreciate the moments that we got before we really appreciated the moments that we got. Oh. And the, like the, the scene with Mantis, like instantly when I first watched this movie, I wasn't bought into Mantis. I'm like, all right, whatever goofy, wacky character. But now Agreed. instantly I'm like, all right, this is, I like this character a lot. Yeah, I remember yep. not caring about Mantis at all in any of the watch-throughs that I did before. And and Guardians 3 really adds a layer to it. And especially, and even, I guess even the stuff that she does in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, how she really holds her own and is uh, an integral part to the to the stopping of Thanos and Infinity War. At least the prevention for a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess a question I have to ask you guys is, are there any arcs in this movie that are thrown up in the air but I never caught 
in Guardians 3 because there's a couple movies that the Guardians are featured in in between movies. And if you were to watch this as a trilogy, which I'm sure we'll talk about in Guardians right. 3, but that might not be for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I want to talk about that yeah, now. Yeah, I kind of mentioned that a second ago, talking yep. about how clean cut the trilogy would be. Yeah. yeah. So what... But what specifically... Yeah, because I, I think that there are some things with... So biggest thing is... They just bring up. Quill in this movie... Uh, doesn't want to return to Earth, and yep. he has strong feelings against going back to Earth. We see that in Guardians 3, he goes back to Earth, but he's also at Earth at Avengers Campus in Endgame. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of part of it. The whole that's weird. Gamora arc. Uh, what, what would you say? I would say things with Mantis that are just brought up in Holiday Special. Uh, so I guess not the things that were thrown up, but the things that just kind of appeared after Infinity War, like, oh, we got to come up with stuff for... Just a, a little bit extra in Guardians 3. Uh, so having that further connection with with Quill is is uh, something that I think was a little cheap just to be thrown into holiday special. It but works, though. It works. It works. It's ego just, impregnated a million women. So sure did. Mantis can easily be one of them. Uh, offspring. Yeah. Um, I wonder why Ego didn't tell. Oh, you know what? Celestials. It's another. It's our first celestial that appears mm-hmm. on Earth that is never mentioned again. So now there are two moments of celestials happening on Earth and birthing they, out of Earth. Yeah, birthing yeah. out of Earth, and they still huh. haven't been mentioned in huh. the MCU. Interesting. Yeah, and I love how everyone points to the Eternals one when this one did happen much, much sooner. It's literally yeah. a celestial. Yeah, first name drop of celestials. Is it? I believe. Yeah, first name drop, but we we've seen got it Guardians, in Guardians one. one. Oh yeah, okay, okay. We saw a Celestial in Guardians. I don't know what else we saw in this movie. movie. Yeah, with the Stanley cameo. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. You know what Stanley's talking about in his cameo? He's talking about our. Uh, He's talking about the be, being a FedEx driver. So is is this? Does this confirm that the Stanley we see is the same Stanley? It's got to be the same it's one. Be. As in that every one. universe, he, he knows what he's doing. This has been a multiverse Stan- longer than you guys have realized. <laughs> Let me just put that out there right now. All right, is there okay? So is there? Because I know we've got favorite scenes coming up. I know we got favorite characters. Is there about anything else? There are there's like five of them. Five, five post credit scenes. Yeah, there's and a pre credit, four mid credits. I, I I'm glad you brought this up because the credits themselves are also very fun to watch. Yeah, you have little East. You have the Grandmaster in there. Jeff Goldblum's in the credits. You see him dancing in one of the circles. Really? Uh, I am Groot is throughout the credits, and it changes into cast names, and that's really fun. And the music, the music video. Did you catch the best one? The best one. Right, the best uh, little text thing at the end. So at the end, the very last no line, raccoons or, no raccoons yeah, or yeah, uh, tree creatures were harmed, but we cannot guarantee that the handlers of those raccoons and tree creatures were harmed. <laughs> I know. he James Gunn really took, like, because Kevin Feige's like, all right, this is why we do end credit scenes, or this is why they started, is so that people would stay through the credits. But James Gunn really made me sit through the entire credits, watching everything, because there was so much in there. Pixar did yeah. it first with... Uh, with like Finding Nemo and stuff, but that was this, Toy Story bloopers. This man. was cooler. The most entertaining credit sequence. Oh, High School Musical two. I watched that Peak. bloopers in the credits. Best oh. sequel out there. There's even a Howard the Duck, I believe, who makes an appearance. Oh, there sure is. In the in High School scene, Musical yeah. two. Oh man, that's actually why I won't watch. That it would make High School Musical two a ten out of ten. Man, that's true. All right, boys. <laughs> Favorite character mm. in Guardians? There's a lot of them. Logan. 
This is this. I will. I'll also take Logan. I'll take Wolverine. All right. Uh, I'm gonna shoot this to Micah first. Oof. I gotta go with Drax. Uh, my dad and I quote Drax lines all the time. Uh, well, not like all the time, but if we're quoting a Marvel movie character, it's nine times out of ten gonna be Drax from either this movie or Guardians. Um, all right, not Guardians. Uh, Infinity War. We'll just like say the lines for no reason. Like, I have mastered the art of moving so incredibly slow that I become invisible to the naked eye. Like, it is just stupid little lines like that. And and Drax in this movie, no exception. Uh, love how he just his guttural laugh. I love uh, the the part where he's being thrown around, but behind <laughs> the <laughs> in in the trees, yeah. just boom, 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 and he. We, we land, the ship falls on him, and he's just laughing his butt off and saying, Oh, that was amazing. I gotta do that again. <laughs> just subverting expectations in every single way. Mm. I love it. He's the Hulk that we don't get. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, I would love, I mean, no, I wouldn't love. Drax is his own character. <laughs> yeah, but this is a better version of Hulk, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, not not to, to true what true Hulk should be, but he's a super strong, dumb guy who has his moments. He's unfortunately who the Hulk is right now. Yeah, like uh, unfortunately the Hulk what? tries to copy him. We see that in oh, I have some burning feelings for Ragnarok, and they're not good ones. <laughs> that's um, so funny. Oh, I, yeah, man, can't I, wait to talk about that movie. Yeah, mm. that's true. And uh, yeah, Drax wins a spot in my heart. All right, okay, spot in all of our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, in, I'm gonna... my, in my gray-skinned heart. Uh, also, real quick, only took 90 minutes for him to get the, the makeup on for this movie compared to the three hours they improved. in the last movie. Makeup was crazy in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this felt... So, we we said that with the first movie, that it felt like more Star Wars-y, right? And this one definitely felt... Especially when they're, when they're on the Ravager planet. That yeah. felt Star Wars but for he, sure. He, James Gunn does it in a way where you're not like, oh, this is Star Wars. Yeah. It's so, I, it feels gar- yeah. It feels Guardians. It feels he Guardians. created it's his just, own like separate space genre. It's like and the level of. The world building's really cool. Like I love the the lasers on the ship. Yeah. The way there are these little balls that roll throughout the ship and then you know, shoot lasers wherever you need to shoot lasers. That's yeah. really cool. James liked balls in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Did you make a penis? <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, oh I go Yandu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I got I gotta take Yandu. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary y'all. Poppins. He's very cool. I I I just because it's the last time we're really gonna get to see him and get to live in that character. Mm-hmm. I just he's until what if? Till what if? True. Yes. Yes, but what he does, the the seriousness by which this part of the movie takes him from the absolute beginning all the way through, I think he has excellent lines of comedy, and I think he gives and is in the most emotional moments Mm -hmm. in this movie, and it's part of the reason why I think this movie is one of the best Mm. in the the MCU. In the MCU. Okay, okay. 12 out of 10. I'm taking taking Yondu. Yeah. I, I figured you'd take Yadu. I didn't think yeah, we'd have overlap, but nice. always like letting you go first in the character Thank pick. You. But I'll go Quill. I think uh, Gamora's up there too, oh, and yeah. uh, Nebula's a cool character, and uh, Mantis is an underdog. Rocket, of course, always there. But 
I'll, I'll, I'll shout out Rocket here real quick, just because they do a lot of work with him in this movie, especially with the name calling. He's called Rat. He's called Raccoon. He corrects people. I'm not a raccoon. Triangle face it, rat. Yeah, trash it, panda. Trash panda. It really pays oh, off. So much worse. Pays off in <laughs> in that third movie yeah, when 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 he finally accepts who he is. But I'll go Quill just because I I love just I love Chris Pratt's portrayal of Peter Quill and Peter Jason Quill. Is that his middle name? I want to say Jason. I don't know why. Yeah, it's Jason. But uh, <laughs> Peter Quill is just I I love just his character in this movie and specifically a lot of his arc and him realizing like uh, I'll talk about it in my favorite scene but just his revelation like it's, it's you know it's the friends we made along the way yeah. right and uh, that scene with him and Yandu is really great but man it, these movies I think are looked at because whenever I talk to people about Guardians they're like I said this in the first one they're like oh yeah those are the funny ones I like those Guardians movies. Those are funny. More than that. Bro, it's more than that. It's so much more more than that. And they, James Gunn really catches your emotion in this. And he does a great job of just making you feel. And actually watching this movie, it got me excited. Like, okay, how, how is this guy going to do Superman? I'm really interested to see what this guy does with Superman. Yeah, and you know, it is cool that some people only get the comedy aspect out of this movie because they can watch it again and they can say, oh, wait, there's tons of stuff that I missed. They mature a little. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's not solely a comedy. Right. It mm. never, I don't think, ever crosses that threshold. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. That's what makes Still it a good is. movie is when it appeals to multiple people on multiple levels. Where if they're going in for a comedy, they'll get a comedy. If they're going in for a comedy with a little bit of, you know, a little bit of something, something on there, you'll get it. If I'm sitting there at the end of a, a comedy and almost tearing up, I, I, it's more than a comedy. All oh, right. Yeah. So let's just, it's not just the funny ones. I, I, I like you make that distinction, Ethan. Mm. It's kind of crazy that they uh, shadow dropped a season two of I Am Groot this week. Did you guys know that? I, I a believe. It was a couple weeks ago, yeah. It was a couple Ethan weeks ago. I didn't even me, know yeah. about it. Yes, Ethan did tell me about it, I think. I think I talked to you. Has uh, the live action Watcher in it. Really? Yeah. Jeffrey well, I gotta, Wright. I got to watch it. You got to watch it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, actually, before that, we that do favorite like scene, canon after Guardians Two, I figured I'd bring it up. Before we do favorite scene, I say we because I didn't. To be fair, I am hot on this movie, but I want to open it up for a criticism portion because there are people who think this is the worst one out of the yes, three. Yeah, we need it. We do need to address criticism, specifically uh, Sean Chandler on YouTube hates this movie. He does yeah. not like this so, movie. No. I, I don't do, know. Do we have any criticisms with think, this movie? I think if there's one character to call weaker in the plot line, it would be Nebula, in my opinion. Um, I feel like, sure, there are the implied sisterhood things that are that are trying to work themselves out, and you see that she has this just drive to murder her sister and destroy Thanos, and you get that nice shot with Kraglin where she's like ra- rolling off on all the stuff she's going to do, and he's like, Okay, I thought you were going to get a nice necklace or something. Uh, I'll leave you to it. Something that make the girls go, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But I I found her writing was a bit immature, and that might prove to her character to be accurate, sure. Uh, just, just compared to the other characters, yeah. I feel okay. like she, her motives weren't as strong, and her goals weren't as as there as I would have wanted them I, to be. Uh, but 
for a side character, there has to be at least one, right? I liked her. I I think the sibling dynamic really worked for me because it was one of those things like, oh yeah, you'll scream at, you'll punch, you'll yell at your sibling, but you don't want them dead. And know? she didn't. I don't <laughs> feel like she seemed as intimidating as yeah. in the first movie either. That's she shouldn't they're be. making her a little she, soft. She, she should there. Be. Yeah, she's vulnerable now. But she's trying to be intimidating. Mm -hmm. She was standing over. Boys, I'll take this from here, right? The, like, I don't know. It didn't work for me as well. Okay, but that's fair. all the other characters in this movie make it up, and that is completely fine by me. We already talked about Sabretooth, whatever his face Taser is. Gazer face. Yeah. <laughs> Gazer face. Gazer, Gazer beam. Face. Dude, I think Nebula's great, man. Yeah. I, I I really do think she works. It's just me nitpicking. Me, me personally, he's trying. I'm me trying. personally, I think Nebula's story. She's what drops it from a ten to a something else that I'll give it later. But she's the problem. Not the only problem. What? Uh, what other problems would you say? I think the first half is definitely not as strong as the second could've, half. Could have picked up a little yeah, more. Yeah, it could have. But I like the world building they have. Yeah, that's just trying to bring our scores down. Hmm. It's no Infinity War cold open. <laughs> I, okay. okay. Oh, what do you think about just that? Have Infinity War cold open. <laughs> like, in, we're talking two different movies here, man. <laughs> I mean that's the difference for me. <laughs> uh the trailers weren't that great. Uh Ragnarok is not that movie. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Trailers you... don't have anything to do with the actual quality Did you guys see of the, the, film, the Ragnarok though. trailer? All right. Well, you well, hate Ragnarok, don't you? No, 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 no. I like Ragnarok. It's just I'm excited for that. Different. Huh. It's a different Thor movie, that's for sure. It's not Thor 1. Definitely all right. not. Let's uh Yeah, all right. Uh, favorite scene, favorite scene, favorite scene. <laughs> Micah. Favorite scene. Uh, I'm going to go with the... Oh, man. What what would be a good scene in this? I feel like... There's a, a lot. A lot of this a movie... A lot of it, the movie you can grab. Is there really a, a kind of... Okay, yeah, there is. Uh, when Groot pushes the... Right when the chain is going. <clears throat> when the chain is going and, and um, uh, Peter and Ego are going at it with oh, their superpowers. That's mine. That uh, was mine. The Pac-Man thing was cool. I think they could have gone even further with it, though. They could have done all of his... I'm going to make some weird stuff, man. Yep. They could have done all of them. Go pixels with it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's my favorite. I think they could have gone... Another complaint from the first movie uh, that goes on to this one. They could have leaned into the music even more. I feel like they cut off the music too short. I want to hear more of the music, man. I want to hear the chain. Yeah, and this that moment is beautiful. Yeah, go ahead. Ethan. The James Gunn, like it, it, it's cool. I don't know if we we talked about it before we hit record. I don't know if we talked about how like how Brandy is so like in the script oh, yeah. Yeah. of the movie and how it is part of the dialogue and it's part of Ego's motivation. Like as he's he's killing Quill, You're a it's fine like, girl. He's like, but this like this you. is my sea. This I is the sea. Man, yeah. life my like, lady that, that is really great. Is the that, sea that won't be my favorite scene though? I am gonna take. So there, I can say Yandu's death, but I have to specify which part because there are a lot of different parts to that. But specifically when Quill is standing over his body and he says, mm. sometimes that thing you've been searching for your entire life was right by your side and you never knew it. You know, and then and that kind of comes true in Guardians 3. Right, too. But then you, it comes true in this movie, too. You get the montage of mm. him with his family and uh Groot or uh, Drax says it better than Vin Diesel has ever said it ever 
But Drax says, we're family. He says that in this movie. And I love it because it it works in these movies. Doesn't work in a certain other kind of movie. But uh, I actually was watching some behind the scenes stuff of Vin Diesel recording the lines for this movie. And they they just pitched him down. He like delivers a line real slow. Then they just pitch him. It was funny. I I love that Vin Diesel Hmm. was still doing Groot. But that's my scene. I love Quill just realizing like, I always wanted a dad. I always wanted, I was carrying around that picture of uh, David Hasselhoff, but he's like, I had it all along and I just, I didn't, I didn't know. And he has that family all along too. So yeah, that's my scene. There's a lot of great scenes though. (laughs) So if I take the Ravager funeral sequence it's different. Does is that is that different enough to take that as my own? It's all it all takes place while Father and Son is playing. It's the end of the movie. The end of the movie. The the, the ending movie as they all sit there and watch the funeral, and they all each have something to say about it. Quill looks at Rocket, how much Rocket's being affected by this death, and Quill and Gamora sitting right there looking back at each other some unspoken thing finally there's Mm -hmm. progression with the relationship and all throughout the most beautifully visual scene in the movie man it was amazing I'm telling you and then and then it and then it cuts all of that said to the in my opinion the best song in the movie out of Almost all of the song, like almost every song in this movie is perfect, perfectly used. And then listening back to it, it's it's even better. I think listening back, the best song is Lakeshore Drive. Mm. But the song that best fits the movie, I think, is Father and Son. It draws mm-hmm. the most emotion out of me. Man, I, it's I'm going to take that last sequence Good. For, yep. for Guardians 3. I have another Guardians question for you guys. Two. Guardians 2, yeah. What is your favorite post-credit scene mm. so the pre-credit mid-credits or post-credit there are like five of there them. there are five of them yeah <laughs> i'm gonna pick uh craglin practicing the yeah the arrow <laughs> he, he stabs the tracks the drag- ah! <laughs> i'll take the og guardians teaming up that was hype nice. for me i'm i'm trying to remember them all what were the other ones um there was the adam warlock is the final yeah, credit i don't scene. care about that one that you one's... don't care about eyebrows who? Oh, oh uh, Will, Will Poulter. Will we, Poulter. We didn't know it was Will Poulter yet. He wasn't there yet. No. I thought Adam Morlock was going to be very different from oh, how he also, turned out to be. Um, I know they're not sure. supposed to be likable, but I didn't like the Sovereign. <laughs> I think yeah, they were they're kinda, not supposed to be likable. Yeah, they, I just didn't the, really uh, villains of the care movie. for it. It feels like something that was like thrown in like, oh, we need something that make this first half. Yeah. Work. Well, and they come in in the second half. Along with ego already being a threat, they didn't need to be there as much. I don't think they did. I I agree. I, don't I think. did like the the, the the that bit with um the tape. Yes, <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was. That was good. It went on for a while, and it was like good though. It, it was, was good. Yeah, Drax, you have any tape? Yeah, yeah scotch, scotch tape will do. <laughs> Why you? Why are you saying if you don't have any scotch tape? Oh, I, dude, I okay. Hold on, I have to mention the opening dance montage one take. I so without good. before the before this mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. ends. That is beautiful. Mm-hmm. All set to Mr. Blue Sky, which is another fantastic song. Is it better than the cold open of Guardians One, or I guess not not that the dance part in Guardians One? I'm gonna say no, just That's because. Iconic. 
it's iconic. Chris Pratt's, yeah. I mean, it's so iconic. They brought it back for Endgame. I think it's just as good on a different level. So, yeah, for, yeah. for a different, just as good on a different. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. As far as scores go, I think you mentioned it up top. It was seventh. Yeah, seven. That ranks it Let me talk about money real quick. This made uh, not as wait. It made more than the third movie actually, which surprises me. Uh, this one made eight sixty nine. Nice, nice. And uh, Guardians three made eight forty five. Guardians one made seven seventy. So definitely an improvement over the first one. So this, although yeah. the budget was a little higher on this movie at two hundred compared to one seventy, and Guardians three was two fifty. So there's a little bit of wiggle room on each way. I already said about the nomination for best visual effects. Um, but yeah. So do you want me to go into yeah, online yeah, scores? Yeah. Well. We kind of, well, we I kind of know of, what the internet thinks. Yeah, but I'll run through it real quick. We need to also talk about the infamous list. Yeah, of so Rotten Tomatoes critic gave it an eighty-five, audience an eighty-seven, Metacritic a sixty-seven, Metacritic user a seven point eight, IMDb a seven point six, and and Letterboxd sitting at a three point five, hmm. averaging out to a seventy-seven, a seven point seven out of ten. Not bad. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, where do you guys think the Hollywood Reporter rated this? Is this in the... Uh, here, let me rank it by Hollywood Reporter. Is this in the top half or the bottom half? Ah. Uh, wait, wait here we go, here we go. Is this better or worse than Ang Lee's Hulk? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain the Hollywood Reporter. This is better than Ang Lee's what Hulk. What the heck? I they, gave Ang Lee's Hulk like a three. They did not screw that up. What the heck? Angley's Hulk is 41st place. Guardians Volume 2 is 43rd place. Uh, uh, Iron Man no 3 way. is 45th, by the way. We're sitting... Uh, Angley's Hulk. Yeah, we're sitting just better, under X-Men Apocalypse. They did not rewatch these movies. Make it no, awesome. I actually they need to did see not. Angley's Hulk yeah. higher. <laughs> yeah. just so to, like, we, have, we have Black Widow, The Incredible Hulk, Angley's Hulk, X-Men Apocalypse, Guardians 2, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Iron Man 3, Venom, Amazing Spider-Man you know, 2, that, then Dark World. Oh, man, I can go on. This is so trash. That uh, that kind of works, though, because I'm working on the Angley Hulk shorts right now. Ooh. So, I don't know. This is kind of, kind of full circle. The Hollywood ah. Reporter article is connecting there you go. Guardians 2 and Angley's Hulk. It says that this That's is disgusting. a good uh, six places better than first class. And seven places better than Endgame. Or, sorry, worse. Worse. We're not even going to need to consult the list for when Endgame comes we'll out. That out. It's yeah, just we so that disgusting. But you know what list really matters? That's true. Is the Multiverse Monologues yeah. Marvel Movie Marathon ranking <laughs> official. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I just... I think you should start us off. You are, me? I think, the hottest on this movie. Oh man! And by hottest, I mean you are on fire for this. <laughs> wow, I I and am I am I I I love it. I love this movie so much. I I think it makes me feel so good watching this movie. It gives me all of the feels, man, from Amazing. happy to sad. But where to rank it? I look at my all the movies that I've ranked. Is it better than this? Is it better than this? That's what I kind of go off of. I also think about a, an aggregate score of where I just think the movie deserves to be. And then personally where I think it is, 
and then I try and average that out. Mm. And I, oh man, I I'm gonna give this. Uh, oh boy, an, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. I'm nine gonna give it a nine. Out of 10. I, I entertained wow. nine point five. I really okay. did. I thought you were a bit hotter than a nine. Same level as Civil War, Days of Future Past, and First Avenger. Huh? Yes. Okay. I, I couldn't go higher. I think I like First Avenger just a little bit more than Guardians 2 mm. and First Avengers a 9. So I think this deserves a 9. Okay. For me. I entertained a 9.5 though. I really did. But I think, to be fair, and I'm really hot on it right now, I think a 9 is good for me. All right. I've I've said why I like this movie throughout this podcast, so I don't need to go into it. I'm giving yeah, it a you don't got to defend your, your take. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to go take. with Micah. All right. Uh, I love this movie just as much as Ben. Maybe more. Maybe more. Uh, I love the character interactions. We already talked about all that. I love the, the jokes. A lot of the jokes work for me. Not quite everything works for me, but you know what? It's forgivable for me. I think it gives this movie character. I think it gives this movie depth. Um, it's definitely a rewatchable movie. There are things, I mean, especially with the twist, any movie with a twist ending gives you kind of something to, to rewatch and be like, Oh, you know, it could have been, could have been something else, you know, uh, this is something else. So, you know, at the end of the day, is this beating Spider-Man two? No. Is this beating Logan? No, but I'd say it's on the same level for me as it is for Ben. Uh, same level as Civil War at a 9.4. Mm. 9.4? 9.4. Wow. This is a very solid movie with a lot of great character development. It, every single character has an improvement from the first movie. Uh, they're just fleshed out in ways. Who would have thought before Gar Not me. <laughs> not before me. Guardians 1 came out that we would get an amazing trilogy of just fantastic, like A-plus characters all around. With wacky, goofy character models and yeah i mean even even little baby groot yeah he's great though even Who baby groot. is not groot this is groot's son new groot. this is baby groot yes yeah, this is baby, baby groot. groot yeah like i, I know a lot of people go oh, groot just groot oh we back. get teen groot that was one of the post then, oh, yeah, teen groot. Groot. yep you yeah. can have that one i'll <laughs> take that one i, I guess i <laughs> never didn't pick one. Oh, i know how yandu felt yes all right nine nine point four Ethan? Okay, yeah. I'm loving how high we are on this and how high I am on this because I remember liking the first one better than this one. And I still love the first one. But I gotta say, I like this one just just a little bit more because well, I think the first one is a lot more tight and I think uh, I like the pacing of the first one a little better. The, the final act of this and the character payoffs is just so rewarding that it, it bumps it up just enough for me and i had the first one 9.4 correct i, I was check that. pretty high 9. on that 6 9.6 9.4 for days of future past dang wow 9. so 6. i have to all right that i can't yeah, go, that i can't go as high as i wanted to with this but i'll tie my guardians 2 score dang man some of my scores are way too high when i look back 9.6 you're trying to bump up your average you are the lowest average <laughs> yeah on the... every week is me trying to <laughs> bump up my average now let me see what your average went up to it's got to be getting close to us right so Let's... your average before was a 6.5 now it's a 6.59 yeah so <laughs> if i could rework this list there are a few of my tens that i'd lower just a little 
Logan I would keep a 10. The first Avengers I would keep a 10. The other two 10s I have on there I would lower just a bit. And a 9.6 for the so first Guardians. I got So yeah. I got to go. I'll go 9.6 for this one too. Just because I I do like it more than... I wasn't going to go that high with it. But I got to stay true to myself. I do like it more than the first Guardians. So I got to stay true to the list also. I give so, nines. But nine, I think Captain America better than Guardians 2. Yeah, go 9.6. And if you ask me, I like... Yeah, I like I like tying up. 9.65. That's still that's high, man. <laughs> but I got to go I got to go there. Yeah. So, um, Ben with your 10 out of 10, Ethan with your 10 out of 10, and me with my 10 out of 10, uh which actually is a 9, a 9.6 and a 9.4 respectively. That gives us an average of 9.3 repeating. Oh, this is going to be high. Out of 10, which kicks Days of Future Past uh, out of the top five. No. Our underdog. I think actually I did put this over Days of Future Past. Yeah, I think I, I do too, I but did. it is sad to see Days of it Future is. Past go. By uh, the top five? It, it, kicks us out of, it kicks Days of Future Past out of the top five. Oh. So Guardians 2, number five. I'm fine with it. Closely behind the Avengers, Civil War, Logan, and uh, Winter Soldier. Kicking out of the number 10 spot, Iron Man 3 is now down to 11th place. Okay. Deadpool is down to 21st place. Wow. And Ghost Rider is now... Uh, Spirit <laughs> of Vengeance is now in 45th place. <laughs> yes. Man. Hold yes. the rear. 45th. Howard the Duck, let me remind you, is now in 42nd place. Ooh. What, what's between Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, and Howard the Duck? Uh, two places. There's Fan Forstick and Electra. Do we oh. all forty fourth and forty third. Do we all give Spirit of Vengeance a half a one point, or we all gave? It we a haven't one? given anything okay, so less than a one. That's gonna be. We're new, saving that for marriage. What are we all? New, new mutants. <laughs> new I want to be married with my point five, and I want to be married with my ten. Actually, yeah, you know you what? I'm gonna be married to my zero. Do you think <laughs> you'll ever give a ten? Man thing, 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back. <laughs> Man. No, wait. wait. Right. Dr. Strange 78. Ooh, <laughs> we have that one ready to go. Yep, Let Man thing just know. came in the mail today. Um, Dr. Strange has been sitting in the chamber for a while. Okay. So 9.3 repeating. This is number five Which in the top five. Also brings our um, volume one and volume two average to 9.08. That's it. That is a high score. The second, second under cap. Yep, it, under it cap is, so far. It is comforting to know that you know. Yes, Days of Future Past left the top five, but Lo- Logan, Logan carried last week. There you so go. Yep. The X Men is still representing the top five. I like it. It can't. It can't be all MCU. It can't be. Nope. As Drax carries Mantis and really takes him up. This movie carries <laughs> top five. So, I think that. Uh, we're gonna next week. We're gonna be with a character that we haven't been with at least as the focus of the film for a while now. A while now, and but it's a, a new incarnation, folks. It's a new incarnation. Next week we have Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, unless I'm incorrect, you are correct. Two months think, after yeah. Guardians Volume Two came out in July seventh, twenty seventeen. I remember this movie fondly. I saw this one. I think this was the first of many that I saw opening night. Very cool. Oh, wait, no, I didn't see Ragnarok until after Infinity War, but 
Yeah, you what? Know, I know. Mike, you I was a Spider-Man, me, man. homie. You're all kinds of backwards, That's crazy, man. man. Was, yeah. that, like, oh, I didn't see Thor Ragnarok, arguably one of the most important movies. I didn't to see set up Ragnarok War. or Black Panther before Infinity War, <laughs> dude. If you, all I'm saying is, if you if you roll Thor Ragnarok right into Infinity War, it makes it is an epic Loki. Really it good. makes that yeah. first sequence even more oh, brutal. It hurts, like yeah, yeah. even more. I. I'm looking forward. Shibash. I'm really looking forward. Yeah, they shifted. Low I think key a, a better a better transition is Ant Man and the Wasp into Infinity War. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're right. Like that's my thing. But like, as as an old veteran worker, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for retirement, I start to see the light that is the end of the Infinity Saga. Infinity War and Endgame. There. We're Dark almost Phoenix. there, man. We're, we're almost to Dark Phoenix, dude. Which does wrap up. This, yeah, so this sad. journey yes, for now, dude. We gotta say that at the beginning one of these days because <laughs> no one listens this far. I mean, if you do, just of course write in for your thoughts. But like we said last week, again, we are going to be stopping the Marvel movie marathon at Dark Phoenix. We have Endgame, then we have Dark Phoenix closing out the MCU We're and not, the Fox X Men universe. Not even stop. gonna close out the Infinity it's Saga not, with Far From Home. Huh? It's not stop. We're gonna pause. You know, we're gonna pause. That's true. We're gonna yeah. pause. And as they did in twenty twenty. There, mm-hmm. there's a lot of movies that we have a lot of love for. Not just the MCU. We're talking about it today, man. We we love Marvel movies, man. But there's, I mean, dude, we we have our hands in all sorts of fandoms. You want to talk to Lost? There's your guy right there. This is more than lost, anything. Right? Episode, right. episode ranking of Lost. Are you kidding me? Put your votes in now. The next marathon. I love. <laughs> Guys, I'll be bowing out of that one. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, to, oh, you, listen. We mean Ethan will do that one. Ethan put me out of that, and it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Thank you. As far as TV shows I go, accept that compliment. You want to talk about Back to the Future? I mean, I've never seen anyone more passionate about oh, that dude, franchise than Michael. Two full shelves of Back to the Future. I mean, it, so we've got our feet. But it, in, it's been a long journey through the MCU and, and extended been. universe. Uh, we have I, I am just two movies shy of having everything from Blade to our Howard the Duck. Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah, from Howard, Howard the, Duck the Duck to Dark Phoenix, Far From Home, Far From Home. That's okay. my my furthest. I don't have New Mutants yet, so I've, I have almost everything up through Infinity Saga. That movie doesn't even deserve that title of movie. Of you'll movie? see. You'll see it when we get to it, oh, man. New, it, new mutants or no way home or mutants. far from home. New mutants, <laughs> man. It's it's. <laughs> maybe we should stop on that one, dude. Every time I look at no, the IMDb page for it, I'm like, that dude was in the movie. Are you serious? I've never seen it. Dude, I know nothing like, about the movie. Star-studded kid actors who have grown into like Anya Taylor Joy. Are you kidding me? The kid from Stranger Things. Like, dude. <laughs> The, kid, the girl from Game of Thrones. Spoiler like, alerts, guys. Yeah, I want to so, be completely blind. Anyway, into that. yeah, that that's a dumpster guys, fire. Guys, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven movies till Dark Phoenix. That's it. That's it. How many movies until Infinity War? Like five, right? Three, four. Homecoming, two more, and then Infinity War. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we're here. We're, we're in the end game now. We're almost there, man. We're almost there. We're in the end game now. I, I've been saving Infinity War and Endgame. Saving a rewatch I, I for really this. Have I can't yeah. believe there because have been five many movies times, since. man. I 
They're just those movies that you, movie. you always want to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and yeah. especially because Endgame's like the finale, so you can't just go right in the finale. But Infinity War, man, Guardians Two is that movie I saved for this. Last the time rewatch. I watched yeah. a, a big okay. portion of Infinity War was when we had that Lego. Yes, Lego. That? That's that's yeah. a good point. That's true. It's a good throw it on movie. But it's also I, a good sit down movie. A good throw it I, on uh, and pay attention to nothing that you're doing and just watch the movie. I just I. It's going to be a good time. Let's just say that. So look forward to that. Look forward to Spider-Man Homecoming next week. I know I certainly am. I I really am a fan of Tom Holland, even though he's gotten a lot of criticism over the past few years. But we're going to really take an in-depth look at what many have affectionately called Iron Man Jr. and discuss if that really is a fair assessment of the character. But that's going to be next week, so stay tuned for that. Otherwise, this is Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan. My ego's too high. I'm Mike Ahead. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. There's a little one-inch man over there. You see him?